I wish I could be one of those people that could just control their emotions better. <laughs> I'm kind of envious of those people that can just like shove down their feelings, you know, especially men, right? Like I look at other guys, I'm like, damn, that must be nice just to like not show your emotions. <laughs> uh, I've never been that kind of person. And so I'm warning you going into this episode, I'm not quite sure what we're going to get. I'm not really 100% sure what we're going to be able to get out or get accomplished today, but we're going to give it our best shot. Mainly because I need to figure out if I can go back on the radio show tomorrow now. <laughs> um, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Going to be a different episode than other episodes we've, you know, you're typically used to. If you're new to this, if you haven't been here in a while, this is a daily podcast that I do with my mom. And we have, uh, we have three principles in our show, which is live, laugh, love your mom, which means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom. And today is going to be a lot more of the live part than the laugh part, I'm assuming. Um, and I guess we should welcome you, mom, to the show. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Um, I, oh man, I don't even really know where to start with this episode, honestly. Uh, it's been a long, long day and a half. Um, I think I want to start with like, it's amazing with how many people will show up for you mm-hmm. uh, when you're going through some shit. And there's a lot of things I hate about being on the radio, honestly. I really like the, the job is extremely inconvenient in a lot of ways. The moving, the hours, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Um, but what I've always loved are these like communities that we've built of awesome people. And that's exactly why I continue to do this job forever. <laughs> feels mm-hmm. like 20 years now because I have always appreciated the amount of community support that comes with this job. It's Mm -hmm. not really about like the fame anymore. Back in the day, the radio DJ was like the coolest guy in town, (laughs) you know, um, that, that I am not anymore. We are not, but we still are, uh, still are able to really build and, communities that are really, really special. And I will always be thankful for, for you, for you, uh, no matter what I've gone through, it's like, you've been there and it's just absolutely incredible. Um, I think that the amount of people that showed up from Maryland was really surprising. Sometimes I wonder if, I mean, I I see our ratings, but like, I always wonder if anybody's listening (laughs) or cares (laughs) and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of comments on post about Kiki and it's just been a real uh, really it's just everybody I mean people that haven't you know listened to me 15 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. and you still care about my dog it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy so before we get into everything I thought the best way for me to do this episode is going to be for me to put our commercials up front today mm-hmm. if that's okay with you because I don't know how emotional this is going to get. I don't think BetterHelp wants me to read their commercials while I'm crying. Uh, so <laughs> I thought we would just do a couple commercials. If that's cool with you. And then we'll get back into the episode. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I'm so thankful for BetterHelp. I got a session tonight. And uh, it's not just when you're going through crises. It's really more about self-discovery as well. That's really what I've used it for. Recently, post-divorce has been more of a learning more about myself. You know, learning more about... Uh, the ways I act in relationships and healing and stuff like that's been a really awesome tool. And I highly recommend, you know, therapy to you and better help is such an easy tool to have. And uh, I hope that you'll, when the time is right, you'll always know, you'll know when it's right. Uh, it's, you know, you'll, you'll give it a try and it's entirely online. It's designated to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. So you can just really, you schedule your own sessions online hop on there you talk to your therapist you can chat with them 24 7 it's awesome uh and you just gotta fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist discover your potential with better help visit betterhelp.com slash kramer today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash kramer today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at athletic greens ag1 
AG1 is an awesome powder to start your day with. If you have not tried AG1 before, I hope you will consider doing it. It's a powder you take every single morning, put it down with some water, super easy. You don't have time to keep up with all these vitamins sometimes, I understand. You, and you also don't know, don't know what you need for your body. This is like an all-around 100% easy way to get so many good things. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens start your day out, right? Uh, it's great for you. Anything from your gut health to your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all the things it is good for. I started taking AG1 because I was having some digestion issues, if you will. <laughs> and uh, it's really made it a non-issue, right? So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, Today's episode is brought to you by Paired. Paired is an awesome app that you can try uh, right now. If you're in a relationship, this is a way for you to connect with your partner every single day through games and fun and questions. And you don't sit here, mom. I mean, you you and dad were on Paired. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you loved it. Uh-huh. We had fun with it. It's yeah, every, even after 51 years, it's amazing what you don't know. <laughs> you can literally, it's every day. Basically what happens is you download the app Paired and then you can... Uh, connect with your partner. You know, you, you guys both download it, you connect with it, and uh, you connect your two phones. And then every day it sends you questions or you play games. And it's just a better way to connect. It's like things you wouldn't think to ask or just stay connected. Like research has shown that this is the, the everyday little interactions like this are really what it takes to, you know, keep a relationship connected. And so this is the way, like if, you, if you're the kind of person sitting there right now saying like, oh my gosh, it's been, you know, I haven't really had a had a deep conversation with you know, my partner all week or something like this is like, this is the tool. This is what you need. So it doesn't matter if you've been together for, you know, a short amount of time or you've been in a long-term relationship. It's a really great way for you to do, for you to stay connected. So I want you to try it, see what you think. Seven day free trial and then 25% off your subscription. If you decide to join P-A-I-R-E-D, P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Kramer paired.com slash Kramer and find out more about paired and see what you think. So Kiki passed away on Tuesday. Um, it was, it's hard to say that Mm -hmm. it's still really emotional. Um, I, it's funny because it's, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you know, this has not been, (laughs) you know, no, no, this has been no big surprise to me. Um, Kiki had had a heart condition now for four and a half years and, um, I don't know if it made it any easier though, mm. I guess. Yeah. I thought maybe I, it would feel easier mm-hmm. because you saw it coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Wiggy, my other chihuahua, it was a pretty, uh, I mean, it, it was w- within weeks, but like with Kiki, like I've known for four and a half years that this is going to be the mortality. This is how it was going to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I guess in my head, I was hoping, and like I've seen the warning signs coming. Even the doctor told me that she maybe, the heart doctor said she probably had three to six months left. And that was in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even like I was blindsided by it. Um, it's crazy because the day she got back from the doc- that doctor's visit is when things started going downhill. And I'm not quite sure. I don't know what happened. Honestly, I don't know. You know, she had, uh, I had increased her medications. And that's when she started to slow down on her eating. And so I was like, and she's the vomiting started. And mom, that's when her nose rash had started, right? right. Kiki got this, this nose rash. And so we were just trying to figure out like what was happening because there's like so many different things. And so we, we dropped down her medication and then I treated her nose rash and she was still vomiting after that. So then I took her to the vet and they were like, well, she has an infection and she's also anemic. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's it, right? Maybe mm-hmm. if I can just treat her for those two things, then maybe that will be able to be our, our issue. I just, I kept seeing 
so many different avenues of like, oh, maybe this is it. And God, if I treated her for so many things there at the end, you know. Oh, um, yeah. It's hard to know. If yeah, it was I don't really, The side effects of the medication or if it was her body, you know. I, it was just so, so many things. And the nose Too thing confusing. was happening. And then, then apparently she has another infection after we cleared that one up. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, damn, like there's so many things happening to her little body right now. So I just don't even know any of these, you know. And, and I'm giving her – at the same time, though, I'm giving her – I was taking her to the vet like every other week to get uh, anti-nausea shot. Mm-hmm. So she was taking a shot every, probably we did that twice mm-hmm. to help hopefully settle her stomach because there at the end, like she was just, she was like vomiting up her food probably 70% of the time, but it wasn't consistent. Right. Right. And like she had a, she still had a interest in food. Mm-hmm. And so to me with Wiggy, with mother Chihuahua, what happened was she just, one, you know, she just stopped eating. Like she didn't show interest in food. Mm-hmm. Kiki still showed interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she would eat and she would throw it up. And so it was just kind of like, damn it. Like what, like what is causing this? Like, what is this making? Like what is making? So I, I, you know, as this super thorough dog dad was just kind of anxiously trying to find the solution mm-hmm. of, What's making this vomit? If I, if it's, maybe if I can just clear this infection up, mm-hmm. this nose thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's this nose thing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it, well, first off, maybe it's it's the medication increase. Let me let me drop that back down, mm-hmm. and let me see if I can. You know, oh, now we get a nose rash. Well, maybe it's a nose rash is why there's something weird going on there. Let me clear that up. Okay, well, let's clear it up now. She's still not eating. Let me take her to the vet. Oh, she now she's got some other kind of infection. Let's treat her for that. Oh, wait, she's anemic. Maybe that's why she's mm-hmm. been so lethargic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, just it's reaching so for hard. everything. Yes. So that's really been the last, God, the last month of Kiki's life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So to really tell the story of Kiki, I feel like we got to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's been through this before, but maybe you can relate to this where like, I didn't, I didn't really want Kiki. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> Because what I found in so many things in my life is some of the things that I've resisted the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, even, I didn't really resist her that hard. I just, I, I really, what, what I was looking for was a replacement for uh, another chihuahua named Rue. Rue was my ex-wife's first dog. And Rue was a white uh, chihuahua. Right. And Kiki was a black chihuahua. And I was like, I, I kind of want to get like a white chihuahua again, right? Mm-hmm. But my ex-wife had seen Kiki and her brother and she was like, I really want to get this one. I'm like, no, like, I just don't feel like it's right. I'm not, I don't think so. Like, I don't, you know, t- typical me. Let me find a million reasons of why we shouldn't do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did. Shortly after I got married, we got, we got Kiki. And she was a terror. Dear God, she was a terror. Mom, you remember <laughs> the early days of Kiki? I do. I Lord. do. Oh my God, she had so much energy. She was so crazy. She just, that dog, <laughs> that dog almost killed me. She was everywhere. <laughs> she's so little, right? Like you, you can imagine. And she's a tiny little chihuahua. Always picking dog, on Wiggy. She would always pick on her sister. She'd always pick on me. She would always pick on like literally everybody. Like she would just, she would just a nuisance. And her favorite thing in the world to do is when she kind of like got her sea legs, because I got her at eight weeks or 10 weeks or something. She was a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, her favorite thing to do would be to run up the stairs. <laughs> and then the problem is she'd want to run down the stairs. Right. But <laughs> she didn't realize that like, <laughs> she didn't realize like you can't do that. <laughs> like you can't just run downstairs when you're three pounds. And so every day... <laughs> Every day, this damn dog <laughs> would just, f- I, I, you like hear it. It was like almost like clockwork where like you hear her run up the stairs and you're like, here it comes. And then like, boom, 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 like, like falling. She probably fell down the stairs 50 times. How she survived that? Like, I don't know. How this dog lived to be 14 and a half? I don't know. It's crazy. Um, so... Uh, she was she was a terror man she was just she would always climb out of her crate and like gosh she was this is what I always tell people when they're like I want to get a puppy I'm like no you don't 
Oh, I promise you. So Everybody, everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. And they are so cute. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like, she's just, she would always <laughs> climb out of her crate. Every night she'd be climbing out of her crate, you know, just doing puppy stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time she ever slept. This is not even the first time, but for years when she would sleep in the bed with me and my ex-wife is she didn't understand that like the bed had an end or she didn't really know where to come out of. And so if she, if she came out of the top of the, of the, the comforter, obviously she would, cause she'd sleep underneath the comforter. Uh-huh. She came out, you know, a, a, where the head was then like, that's fine. But she didn't really realize that if she went out from the side, she'd fall off the side of the bed. Oh, so geez. I can't tell you how many times that damn dog fell off the side of the bed <laughs> over and over and over again. And couldn't get it back up by herself. Uh-uh. Oh, we have to wake up uh-huh. and get her, put her back up. Right. <laughs> three or four times a night it was just <laughs> she's just a cute little dog um and yeah she you know started growing up and literally had every weird health condition under the sun mm-hmm. she had a hysterical pregnancy i probably you probably never heard of this before but that was so weird where all of a sudden when we moved to tampa um she was like hoarding all of her toys and like staying in her crate we used to put her in a crate every night and this is after she fell out of bed probably for the 50th time. We did realize that it wasn't going to work out for us. <laughs> so she had a hysteria. She was like hoarding all of her toys and like just like staying in the back of the crate. We tried to like grab for her, like to pull her out. She had to start growling at us. We're like, this is so not like her. And we took her to the vet. And because she hadn't been fixed yet at that point, uh, they told us that she really like she was getting the chemicals of a pregnancy mm-hmm. because she wasn't spayed. Spayed or neutered? Mm-hmm. Whichever one. Mm-hmm. Um so it was crazy. It's like she, that was such a weird, crazy thing. She, just, she uh, the vet was like, it doesn't happen all the time, but this is, you know, I'm pretty sure this is exactly what's happening right now. So that was bizarre. She had some weird mouth. She, she had this weird bump show up on her face at one point. We didn't know where that came from. Poor Kiki had more digestive issues. I can't oh, tell you how yeah. long I had to oh. change foods over. Yeah, if that dog ate one that. thing that wasn't that prescription, that expensive prescription oh, food, God. I swear to you. Yes. If a piece of a chip fell on the floor, and trust me, she was the kind of dog too. I'm sure your dog is like this if you have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would seek that thing out so fast. Every morsel. Mm-hmm. And even the tiniest thing that wasn't her prescription food, like you know you're going to get two days of diarrhea. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Like it's over. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. So Kiki was not uh, <laughs> Kiki was not the most <laughs> low maintenance of uh, <laughs> of creatures, you know. And then really Kiki and I, I mean, I always – felt a very strong connection to Kiki. Um, I always felt like if I was a dog, I'd probably be like Kiki. She was kind of scared of everything and <laughs> super sweet and had stomach issues. And I was going through all my stomach issues. So was she. And um, it was right after, it was shortly after my, I guess it would have been August of 2018. I remember I came home. Uh, this is, And keep in mind, this is, you know, my, was it August or maybe it was before? It was summer of 18, like shortly after my ex-wife had left. And all of a sudden, Kiki starts doing this weird breathing thing. And I knew the breathing thing because my first, our uh, Rue, who was the, mm-hmm. you know, the white chihuahua that we mm-hmm. originally had, died. he died really young. He died at like eight or nine mm-hmm. uh, because he had this, he had a heart condition. But we remember, I remembered immediately, like, that's the same sound that he made. I knew it immediately. And so I took her to the emergency vet. And yeah, Kiki was also having congestive heart failure Mm. and that sucked. It was such a hard time because there were so many things going on. I was going through, Wiggy had just died and then my ex-wife had left and then, um, she, uh, and then Kiki shortly after Kiki, you know, went into, got diagnosed with heart failure. And I've I've told this story a hundred times, but I'll say it one more time, which is, you know, they, they gave her 18 months, Mm-hmm. that's like usually we, we get about 18 months out of them mm-hmm. once we get them on this medication and that was really sad for me man I was really emotional about that because Kiki was like it mm-hmm. you know like that was yeah, that's what I had left her. yeah right you she know? was your sole companion at that point that was it that was my mm-hmm. you know she was the only thing I had stable left mm-hmm. my job at that point mm-hmm. and then I lost that too mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was really like Kiki and I bonded really. We, we were close. We were definitely close before. But I think after Wiggy died and then my ex-wife left, mm-hmm. like we just, 
it was like me and her, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed our dynamic. Yeah. And I really like found a whole new level of comfort in Kiki. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, right when things seem like maybe they're getting a little smoother, what happens? Well, you get fired from the job. <laughs> and then we go into COVID. Then we moved to Maryland. <laughs> I mean, that was 2020 was such a wild year for me and Kiki because it was just like, well, poor Kiki's on all these medications that make her pee, and I'm making oh, this poor dog such a hard fly. Trip for her. Such a oh, hard trip, gosh. man. I was I felt so bad because oh. I had to, you know, this poor dog. So she's on all these medications mm-hmm. for her heart, right? Mm-hmm. And they make her pee, mm-hmm. and they. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she has to be on a, fl- a flight from. California to Maryland, mm-hmm. what five hours, four hours, five hours, and a poor dog was like just covered in pee. Mm-hmm. And then we lived in a hotel. Remember, we lived in the hotel. Poor Kiki was living in the hotel with me mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then we found this place. And we moved in here, and she hated it. God, every <laughs> night she just remember that mom for a while. Yes. She was just every night. Yeah, she would just bark and howl and cry by the door. And I don't really know what she wanted. We never really could like figure that out. She just Mm -hmm. couldn't get settled here Mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, But eventually things eased out and, you know, her prognosis looked decent Mm -hmm. for a long time. You know, actually at one point, because, okay, keep in mind when you love your dog and you're a crazy dog person, you take them to all these specialists, right? And, to go to the dog cardiologist, <laughs> mm-hmm. to go to the dog, dog cardiologist was anywhere between like 800 and $1,000 a visit. Mm-hmm. And luckily I had pet insurance, which I shouldn't have had because she had a pre-existing con- condition. Why they didn't flag that, I don't know, but thank God they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, things, it, it's one point, at one point, they actually, her heart, prognosis got better like i remember that we i went back for a second visit uh, and they were like this is actually improved uh from the last time and this you gotta remember too that this was shortly after we had had a point where kiki was doing okay i wasn't this was like during covid and everything so i wasn't taking her to the the, um cardiologist i didn't have a new cardiologist here yet from California. And I remember the day that she just fainted on me. Yes. Oh my God. That was so scary. Such a scary day mm-hmm. where she, you know, just passed out, passed out. And that was that. It was just oh. like, damn, like that was, I was really mm. just literally walking around. She just like fell over to the side. I remember her little legs just gave out. It was like, mm. so, so scary. Um, and that's when we started going back to the cardiologist and, you know, got on meds and things were looking better there for a while. And that was really looking hopeful. And I guess I just, at this point, like this is and any dog parent. I know you can relate to this. They're just your kids. They are. They're like your Kiki family. Was, you love yeah. them like your children. You do. She was just my baby, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I, yeah, a thousand dollars. I mean, it sucked, but mm-hmm. you know. It's, I, I don't feel like I had a choice. Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like a, should I do it? Should I, this is expensive. Should I pay for this or not? You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't even like a question. It was like, well, yeah, this is just what we have to do. Mm-hmm. So now we'll pick up from, you know, the beginning of this year, went to Mexico, got back, started having a really hard time Took Kiki to the vet shortly after Mexico. Was it before or after Mexico? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. She was having trouble before you left because you kept debating about leaving her and you were really glad you had that vet tech yeah. that could stay with her, that knew so how to care for her. basically the beginning of the year, yeah, the beginning of the year, she just started to, uh, just things just started to get a little funky. Like we mm-hmm. talked about at the beginning of the podcast, things just got a little, and then it was kind of like thing after thing after thing. It was just bizarre, like how many things were kind of hitting her all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the part that's going to be hard. <laughs> because I knew that, like, I knew that, like, when we talked about this on the podcast for weeks, like, as she was slowing down. Mm-hmm. But, again, my hope was 
right, even though even though I know her heart condition is getting worse, like maybe it's anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's you know, whatever. We always hope against hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really want to give. I mean, I just couldn't. I couldn't put her down. Right. Just because. You know, just because she was walking slower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what my mom and I talked about when she came out. I was like, I can't, just can't put her down because she's eating less food. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't have a reason to right now. Like, I need something. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I knew, like, I was just, I was just, every day I'd wake up and I, I'd look at her and I'd be like, damn it. Like, I just need like something. Right. But then I just kept trying to fight it. That logic of like, okay, let's just try this and let's try this and let's try this. Because she didn't seem like she, I mean, she wasn't like living her best life, but she was okay, you know, like mm-hmm. until the vomiting started and then just kind of got tricky. But I, I kept thinking I can beat this. I can beat this. Like, I know there's an answer to this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be an answer to why she's vomiting and all these infections and everything else. And, you know, I, I had, the week before I had called, uh, at, I had talked to the vet the week before about euthanasia and just the kind of the procedure of how it looked. I had actually, um, as of, God, what day was that? It was probably Friday. It was, it was during Radiothon. So it was Friday, last Friday, a week from tomorrow, a week prior to, you know, tomorrow, um, I had called an at-home euthanasia place. I emailed with them and then kind of got some an idea of how it worked and everything because I was just like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. just feel like she's slowing down, but like I just don't have like a sure shot. I just didn't feel confident with it. Right. I don't feel good about like doing it. And – you know, I told you I talked to that woman who's like a, I don't, know, she, I don't want to call her pet psychic, but whatever uh, it is that she does. a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, because Kiki had really gotten bad. It was just like, it was just not looking good on maybe third. It was probably, actually, I know exactly. It was, it was after the first night of Radiothon. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when I'm having to like syringe her medicine, like yeah. crush up her pills and like, but I'm like, it's okay because- once I figure out this vomiting thing, like she'll be able to take her pills again. But so I'm just going to do this for the time being. Mm-hmm. And I'm like having to like crush all of her pills up. And at this point, y'all, she's on like seven pills. Mm-hmm. There's a vomiting one. There's an appetite increasing thing. There's the, you know, an infection. I'm having to put, they had two extra types of drops I had to put in her food. It was just like. Oh, it was a lot. Crazy, crazy messy there towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm going to do this because in my back of my head, I'm like, this is only temporary. You know, mm-hmm. like these drops, one of the drops is for her an, uh, anemia and one of these drops is for her infection. So like when this all clears up, then like she'll be back to normal. Mm-hmm. But I also knew she was like really slowing down. So I was like, let me, let me talk to these, you know, these options of euthanasia and get an idea and, I talked to that again, that woman that was a, we had on the show. And I, for, I don't know why I'm forgetting her name right now. Oh, Danielle? No. Oh, I forget her name. I'm so bad with names. Anyway, um, she, you know, she messaged me and she was like, hey, you know, I'm just thinking of you. She's like, I would just, why don't you go have a conversation with Kiki? Mm-hmm. And I did. That, that Thursday I had a conversation with, I literally like picked her up and I held her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I told her, I'm like, listen, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting on you. Like, I need a sign. Because I don't want to do this. I don't want to put you down. Unless, like, you're ready to go. And I looked in her eyes and 
shared some of my favorite memories with her. Just told her how special she was to me and thanked her for everything. We talked for probably, I don't know, 30 minutes. And I was really thankful I had that conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just felt like it was closure, I guess, in a sense, even though I didn't really know it was going to be closure at that point, but it was just like a, I get everything off my chest. And Mm -hmm. what I was really weighing up against was I knew that I had to be there for Radiothon. Mm -hmm. So like Radiothon was really hard because I'm having to go back and forth all day to like take care of Kiki and then back over the children's hospital, which is really emotional. Right. And I knew that it was really important. Like I was really going to try to get through Monday's show. I didn't think I didn't know I was going to be able to. I was I don't know I didn't know how the weekend was going to go, but I was like I really need to get through Monday's show because I need to be able to like give the radiothon total to every you know that's that's like a big mm-hmm. it's like a big thing like yeah thirty four years the tradition is the Monday to come in it's like so if I can just get through Monday, mm-hmm. um you know maybe I can make some decisions but I don't know if I'm going to be able to and this weekend and the weekend was interesting it was like. God, there were moments like she would, she, I could like, she like came out, like sat in the sun and like mm-hmm. sat with me and like she perked up. There's points where she was eating without vomiting. And so that made me feel positive. Like, okay, maybe this, you know, this is, and then like, you know, that was one meal time. The next time she would eat and she would vomit. The next time she would eat and wouldn't vomit. It was just like, oh God, like there was no consistency of her, of her feelings. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't down all day. She wasn't up all day. She was just mm-hmm. kind of this weird. It's like every, every hour was like, or maybe every half a day was kind of like this, this hope. And then like this discouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got through, you know, I, I actually I was thinking Sunday, Saturday was, was like that. And Sunday it was like, God, cause the, the at home euthanasia place was, uh, oh, they only worked, they didn't work on Saturdays. They only worked um, Sunday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday came around. I was like, man, maybe I should just, I should just do it. But no, like she's doing okay right now. Let me just get through Radiothon and then I can make some decisions, right? So mm-hmm. Radiothon hit and then, you know, you know, I mean, listen, I promise you, if you're ever in this situation, you can, you can give yourself a million excuses to not do it. Mm-hmm. And you will. <laughs> yeah. Because even with Wiggy, like we tried everything. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Cause you want to. Right. You don't want to say goodbye. You wanna you wanna like believe that like there's still time. Mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. Why are their lives so short? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I Monday I didn't I didn't didn't do it. I was still thinking about it. You know, I just actually actually what gave me hope was that what I found out was that Kiki she's so funny. Kiki never missed an opportunity to eat a, a treat. <laughs> like that dog. <laughs> it was like she she knew our routine. Our routine at night was to go go outside, and then she'd come in and she'd get a treat for going outside, right? <laughs> and so that dog never missed a treat. What was so funny is towards the end, like she would eat a treat, and she would um, uh, that's what she would eat. Like she would eat her treats. She would never turn even when she was vomiting. Like she would eat her treats, and she could eat her treats just fine. <laughs> like she, she didn't vomit her treats up or anything. It was really bizarre <laughs> how she would do that. Um, something like this dog would never. And at night, y'all, when she'd come up here after the walks, like she would not let me go to bed. <laughs> she literally would not let me go to bed. Uh, like if I missed her, if I missed giving her a treat, <laughs> crying, barking, like, hey, <laughs> treat. You know what time? So towards the end, it was funny. It's the only thing that she could really digest was treats. So then, so Monday, that's actually what it was. Was Monday, I, 
I wanted to, um, I was like, well, maybe like if I change her food to like the dry food, maybe the wet food is just irritating her stomach right now. And so I called the vet and they were like, yeah, we can switch her food over to dry food and let's, uh, they were going to try a different medication for her vomiting and see if maybe that was some type of uh, infection. And so it kind of gave me another glimpse of hope, right? Like, okay, we have something else to try now. <laughs> so I filled her prescription. I went to go pick it up. Um, I had to pick up actually it was two different prescriptions. I went to the vet and I called in her food order at PetSmart. And um, the plan was on Tuesday was that I was going to go to PetSmart. I'll go to um, CVS and get her new prescription for vomiting and I was going to go to PetSmart and pick up her, her hard food. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuesday, I woke up and I didn't usually say goodbye to her in the morning mm-hmm. um, because she was so tired. Like she, she would, at, at, at best, I would get her eyes opening and looking at me. So mm-hmm. it was some days I'd say goodbye to her. Some most of the days I wouldn't. I just knew she was tired. I wish I God. I wish I would have said goodbye to her that day, but I didn't. Oh, you said goodbye before, honey. Yeah, I wish I would. You know, mm-hmm. if you only knew it was the day. Yeah. And I got off of work. Stopped at CVS to get her new medication, which would have been her eighth or ninth medication. And when I got home, she was just laying in her bed. And her eyes were mostly open. She was kind of stretched out. And uh, her mouth was open. And uh, she was gone. What a beautiful way to go, though. Just go to sleep. Just her little heart just stop beating. She, I, I don't think she was in distress. I don't think that she was mm-hmm. hurting or, you know, any more than she was. But I didn't have any signs that she was. Mm-mm. And it wasn't like she was. I mean, she was in her bed, you know, mm-hmm. like this is where she was, right by the fireplace, where mm-hmm. she loved even like the little bit of pilot light gave her just some more and she loved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was hard. It was hard. And I got a chance to like, and it was just, it was weird because like, like I knew it was like just her body. It was weird. It was like, mm-hmm. it was almost like she had left, like mm-hmm. the real Kiki had left. <laughs> had. And like she left like her, her skin suit, you know? Yeah. That's right. It didn't really feel like real. Mm-hmm. It didn't even like seem like, oh, Kiki's dead. It's like, oh, Kiki's not here anymore. Right. And like, here's the, here's the body she left behind. It was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got a chance to like, hold her she was still warm Mm -hmm. so I knew it hadn't been that long Mm -hmm. Um, and just again just pet her and tell her that I loved her I know it's just her body but there was just something about like having a moment of closure oh yeah absolutely and then I wrapped her up in the blanket And I took her to the vet mm-hmm. and passed her off to them to go get cremated. Mm-hmm. It's hard, y'all. It's hard. It is hard. I don't think that, like, 
if you're not a pet person, I don't think you can ever understand the bond you have with these. And I've never felt this before. Mm-hmm. This was like my biggest fear the last couple of years is this feeling. Because I knew it was going to be really hard. Yeah, such a big loss. There's some animals you connect with more so than I've had animals my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some animals you connect with differently. And Kiki and I just had this bond that I can't really describe. Can't really put it into words. Mm-hmm. I can just say that, like, she just felt like she was family. She's a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. She felt like she was like a brother or sister or like a child. It was weird. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't really describe it. Mm -hmm. But I always just felt very connected to Kiki, and I felt like she felt very connected to me. Yes. Very much so. It's very obvious that the two of you had a really beautiful soul connection. And that's wonderful. And that's what's so wonderful about dogs and, well, Pets. I'm sure it's the same with cats. If you have cats, is that you know they become such a part of your life, and they really they love you at such a depth of understanding and compassion and yeah. unconditional love. Yeah, that um, that connection is just really very special. Very special. It just makes you wonder, like. Will you ever have a connection like that again with a pet? I don't know. I don't know that I ever will, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm almost scared to even like think about getting another pet because that relationship was so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I miss her like absolute crazy. Of course. It's really hard to like I didn't go to work yesterday. Mm-hmm. And just to like walk past like where she lays, you know, mm-hmm. like where her bed was. Mm-hmm. And now I've got flowers there and I've got her little paw prints. Mm-hmm. We're able to get little paw prints of her and mm-hmm. like uh, her blanket mom that you got that said Kiki's there now and like mm-hmm. it's like a little shrine. Mm-hmm. A picture that Perky Prince did. Mm. I just miss her. I miss her like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She'll always be a part of you. Like I know, I know she's better off now. Mm-hmm. I know that she's, I know she had struggled. I really do feel like she held on for me. Of course. I feel like there's some weird universal stuff of like, because just the way that my, the first, <laughs> these first couple of months of the year is gone, like I said, it's just, it's felt like a shift. Yeah. And I feel like Kiki was there mm-hmm. to like get me through that shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm making this up at this point. I don't know, but. No, I don't think so. Just the way that everything is like moved. Mm-hmm. The first, these God, the 2023 has been just a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she I'm feels just, that. I think she felt like you were getting stronger and had your feet more on the ground, and that you would be okay. And I think it's beautiful that um, you had that time with her and gave her permission to leave. Because I know that happens a lot with humans. Yeah. That we need to tell our loved ones that it's okay. That it's okay to go. Um, yeah. And I know I know they hear it and they sense it and and they feel it and it and it's a release of this spirit to know that you're yeah. gonna be okay. <sighs> Mom, I called you and you were you were way more emotional than I thought you were oh. gonna be. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we've been preparing for this for months. And when I left Baltimore a month or so ago, I mean, I knew I'd never see Kiki again. I, you know, took time to say goodbye to her before I left and to thank her for loving you and for being such a wonderful dog and 
But yeah, you're never ready for it. You're never ready for it. No matter no matter how long it goes on or how prepared you think you are, when that moment comes, it's always a shock. It's always yeah. just a shock. Yeah. So. It's hard, man. It's tough. I'm just going through it, you know. I'm probably crying every 15 minutes. It's just like, damn, man. Sad. Yeah. This one was tough. Wiki was hard. Rue was hard. Molly was hard. Whiskers was hard. <laughs> but Kiki was very, very challenging. So I'll tell you, I want to tell you a couple things in hindsight. Now that I'm on this side of it is, you know, it's crazy because I've obviously spent a lot of time looking at pictures and uh, it, it was crazy how, how much she had deteriorated, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and I just, I guess I didn't really realize it because I was with her every day. Right. And so, uh, she had gotten so, so skinny. So and, frail. She was so frail. I was so shocked when I saw her. Yeah. She, you know, her, her, it's almost like she looked like a different dog. Even looking mm-hmm. back at pictures from like 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. like she was, she was a black dog, you know? Yeah, but right. at the end, she was like kind of brown. Right. She <laughs> you know? gray. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. Like she wasn't really black at all anymore. She was just mm-hmm. this guy, kind of like brown. She was, it had, I called her baby hyena because the back of her hair would stand up on mm-hmm. her back. It's just like the, just the top of it though. Mm-hmm. You know, she lost all the hair on her ears. Uh, she had lost mo- mo- much of the hair on her legs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but it's crazy that like how much, you know, I, I guess I couldn't see it. Right. And I guess I wish, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. Like when it's your pet. Yeah. It's really hard because. You just want to think positive. Y'all know me. I don't. I don't think positive about anything. <laughs> but I just wanted to have positive feelings mm-hmm. about Kiki, mm-hmm. and that like she was gonna be okay. Yeah, have a miraculous recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also left with like the hard feeling of should I have put her down sooner? Mm. Well, so I know there at the end she was really not happy. She was having it. She was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. But of course in my brain it was like well, well we have it's not even like oh the heart condition has you know it's not, we couldn't even just point at one thing, you know? Right. It wasn't like she's like, okay, well, our heart condition is, you know, really bad now. We can't do anything about it. Right. It was like, oh, well, there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. Exactly. And it was kind of like, shit, well, maybe we, maybe it's not time. Maybe if I can just, because I think I would also feel like shit if like I put her down and like in hindsight, well, she could have had an infection that would have been cleared up. You could, you would have always wondered about that, I think. I, I know when we talked about it when I was out there. You know that doubt, and I was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to push him one way or the other because you need to be okay in your heart, um, yeah, with your decision." And you know, I, from what I saw of Kiki, I don't think she was hurting. I think she could have been uncomfortable and maybe didn't feel well, but yeah. she never appeared to me to be in pain, right? So. I mean, her and, stomach was the biggest problem. Was is her stomach was was upset, and so like I was just trying to get yes. that solved. And all the medical know? professionals were all telling you that it was something else. You know, right? They, they weren't saying that they thought it was time, right? Um, so I, I honestly, I think you made the absolute right decision, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's an answer to prayer that that she died the way she did. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I don't think you should look back and and regret anything. The only thing I, I wish is, I think I just, I wish I would have obviously like said goodbye that morning. Well, she knows. I know. She knows. I mean, she's there in spirit with you right now. 
Yeah. Even I keep waiting for like a, a sign. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny when someone passes, I know we're all like, okay, all right. <laughs> you just give me a sign you're still here. <laughs> just let me know. Uh-huh. Just let me, just let me know you're still here. <laughs> let me know you're still around the house. Come back to me as this. <sighs> Man. You will see signs. You will. Yeah. I know. I'm just waiting. I'm just missing her. I'm just missing her a lot. Of course. So. Of course. <laughs> This one's going to be a rough one, man. This is going to be a real tough one to recover from, but you got no option but to move forward, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you because <laughs> you guys always love Kiki so much. Oh, and they love you, honey. You're dearly loved. And you've got a lot of support and you've got a lot of people to reach out to. But y'all really just like love that dog so much. Like I, I don't think she could ever understand <laughs> how famous she was. <laughs> I don't think she could understand how many people, like most, never met her. Mm-hmm. But you just followed her story on mm-hmm. social media and the podcast and the radio shows, and like I don't think she'll ever she could ever comprehend mm-hmm. that. Obviously, but yeah. I wish she could. I wish mm-hmm. that like she could take that away to know like how many people like feel something about her leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I know for sure, she knew that she was deeply, deeply, deeply loved. No question yeah. about that. So just thank you for that. Thank you for caring. It's hard for me to be on social media right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard for me to see the comments. All of them make me cry. Mm-hmm. But I know most of you have reached out. And I don't want you to think it's underappreciated because every single comment means something to me. Yes. Yeah, so if I don't get to your message or if I don't, because now I'm just, <laughs> the problem is like, if you don't keep up, it's just like inundating. But like, mm-hmm. if I don't get a chance to like personally like say thank you, Mm-hmm. Just thank you for loving her. Yes, and I don't think anyone that's posting on there is doing it because they're expecting a response from you. They just want you to know and feel the love they have for you and for Kiki. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's all I got to say today. That's it. Anything else, Mom? You want to say? No quote. No, 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 no. Certified fan. No. I actually have a really cool certified fan story. You want to talk about like a. Uh, a glimpse of of brightness in a very dark situation. We'll talk about that for Friday's show. But okay. um, anything you want to wrap this this episode up with, Mom? Just to say that um, I love you and that you'll get through this and Kinky will always be a part of you and she'll always be with you. Just know that. <sighs> There's no way I'm going to be able to tell the story on the radio tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There is no way I'm going to be able to do this yet. I'm going to try to go back to work, though, because I think it would make me feel better, and I'll have to figure out if I'll be able to tell it tomorrow or not. But thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on here and just tell it the way I wanted to tell it, and I feel good about it. And um, Thank you for listening to Certified Mama's Boy, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Love you, Mom. Love you forever, honey.